Hey, very good day to all of you out there. This is the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is October 7th, 2022. His name is Alex Kenzie. My name is Kanye West. <laughs> Here to tell you that white lives indeed do matter. <laughs> Man, that dude knows how to make headlines, bro. And I love him. I love Kanye West. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, I know. here publicly. I know. I don't... I don't have an opinion on any of this. I just love the fallout. The reaction is the art. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I, I looked into more what he was saying and, and like, he's kind of, so he's, he's, he is always crazy, but name one genius that ain't crazy as he says, but he kind of, he basically said that like he was, uh, ex- like how black lives matter as a movement was a scam. Maybe not necessarily like the thing behind it, but itself was a scam i think they scammed like over 80 million dollars from people uh candace owens is actually coming out with a documentary all about it soon oh it looks great yeah it looks really good um looks awesome but so he was kind of like saying and that she also was doing it with him so maybe it was promotion for her movie or something part of that but um that that was itself was a scam but also like in all of that you know it got lost that white lives also matter alongside black ones so i i thought it was interesting i it's it's uh the black community did not love it very much but some people still are are supporting him but i could see why but in the back of my head i feel like yeah i mean he still has these politi- political aspirations so you know he's gotta he's gonna have to try to get some of those those trump voters eventually and he went on anderson cooper last night on fox and was talking about the shirt and tucker carlson or tucker carlson what did i say anderson cooper yeah. What a loser. Totally. Anderson, Anderson Cooper's on CNN. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In 60, in 60 minutes. He definitely didn't go um, there. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I've, I've purposefully uh, uh, omitted uh, Tucker Carlson content from this show. The people hate Tucker Carlson, racist, homophobe, bigot, trans, I mean, whatever, all of the, all of the pejoratives they mm. throw at him. Um, and he, he certainly is uh, a, um, a firebrand. To put it lightly, and I, I don't, I don't agree with with a lot of the things that he says. He he has a lot of heavy handed stuff um, on his show, but he also he he also is very uh, fair about a lot of things. He's actually the person that that when I when this whole BLM stuff started to really really take uh, uh, its shape in 2020 um, after after the the death of uh, George Floyd, he he came on his show and he started to present uh, data in the form of un- unarmed um, the the killings of unarmed black men by police and showed that the numbers were extraordinarily low certainly low enough to, to not um, uh, warrant the the reaction from this one person's death and that that really got me to question what the heck was going on during this whole time um, and as we are now all kind of being brought what's being brought to light now is that this whole BLM movement in 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 the organization itself as was indeed a scam I mean a fraud's a fraud no matter what the sentiment is behind right, it, right? like right. A, fr- a fraud is a fraud and they defraud a lot of people a lot of very lazy um rich white liberals who felt that they had to quote do something uh so they gave money to the organization BLM and I'm sure the people behind BLM uh were just laughing it all to the bank yeah and, and that, i mean that was part yeah man and yeah buying houses and in, in la and on the coast and yeah it's i mean like i said frauds are fraud and and that, that was definitely part of connie's message was like man this shit was this shit was terrible and and then they, he uh tucker carlson asked him last night what you know what what was the reasoning behind it why did you put that on on the shirt and he goes well because it's obvious they do right and I'm like, oh, okay that's what i'm saying he's trying to get okay. get those trump voters baby he was, yeah. he was talking Trump up. He called Trump a God and compared him to, uh, I can't even remember who it was like Jesus or Moses or someone like that. Like he was, uh-huh. he was talking him up, man. So I, <laughs> I, I, I just love Kanye though, man. I feel like it's like a full-time job defending him these days because all the shit he says and, and does and, and whatever. But it's like, I respect his musical genius so much that like, I find myself always defending him 
with all this other shit that he does. Yeah. Well, and, and so the whole reason I brought up that whole thing about Tucker Carlson and, and, and his history is because I think people will see Kanye on Tucker Carlson without even watching a second of the interview will make a conclusion in their mind about what that's about. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, completely lose the, the, the room immediately with some people when they say, oh, he's on Tucker Carlson or even he was on Fox news for that matter. But, um, but he's way more intelligent of a man that people give it credit for. Oh, I mean, big far more intelligent of a man. Does he have wild, crazy ideas? Yeah. Is he out of the box about a lot of things? Is he is he kind of off putting when he when he when he says some things? Absolutely. But listen to him talk when he was talking about abortion. Oh my god, he was so he was so clear and and, yeah. and concise with his with his reasoning um, that it's like, well, shoot, I can't I can't fault it. I'm, I might not have those views, but I can't fault this guy for having them because if what he's saying is true, then then why wouldn't he feel that way, right? Yeah, right. Um, and 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 what he was saying about BLM being a scam was like, you know, there's still blood on the streets. So what have they done? What good have they done? Have we made any progress? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would I would surmise no, that there is still uh, a ton of of uh, adversity, and it's mostly racially uh, motivated, and that's all that all that people really have. Um, you know, I, to to fix an issue, right? To be somebody like Kanye West who wants to put out a shirt that says "White Lives Matter," well. You know, if if you were to look at that with objective lens, you'd be saying, "Well, shoot, yeah. I mean, you're just trying to bridge two things together, right?" But it seems as though that to do something like that is so provocative because then that would mean that it's taking away from all of the atrocities that have happened and all of the uh, all of the uh, you know uh, what is the word I'm trying to think of here? Um, just just the way that that uh, people of color in this country have been treated. I say, yeah, in hundreds the past. of years of fucking right discrimination. Right. And, and so, but, but, but it's true, right? Like it's, so f- like for example, the one thing, uh, uh, and we'll get off this in a second. I don't want to, I don't want to harp on this, but, um, during Trump's presidency, the one thing that got me to really ask questions, um, about what was going on is when that whole thing in Charlottesville happened. Do you remember that? No, Charlotte's no, I, I, Charlottesville. You remember when, when there was, okay. So there was a, a statue. I think it was Robert E. Lee in Charlottesville, uh, uh Virginia. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Charlottesville, Virginia. Yep. And uh, and they were going to take the statue down. And so there were protesters coming to, to say, don't take the statue down. And then there were like white nationalists that came with with uh, uh, pitchforks and, and literal torches. Mm-hmm. And and they were protesting, counter protesting. And uh, somebody ended up uh, running into somebody else with a car and, and killed him. It was really ugly. Right. And this was in the very beginning of Trump's presidency. And he goes out. And I forget, I think, I think he was in Trump tower or something and he goes out and he, and he says, you know, the only quote from that is that there are quote, very good people on both sides. And then the media took that and, and said, he's defending these white nationalists. Yeah. These, when in reality, he didn't, he disavowed them completely. Mm-hmm. He dedicated like an entire paragraph to disavowing these people. And then he said, there's good people on both sides and tried to bring people together and it media took it and ran with it one way. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like, I know you don't like Trump, but this is good. Like when did, when did it become okay to, to be so one-sided on things? Um, and that, that was, that was part of, I guess my awakening to, to what the hell was going on and the, and the, and the manipulation that was going on behind the scenes. And speaking of manipulation, he also touched on, and uh, Kanye did in that Tucker interview that, uh, the Clintons through his wife's family, the Kardashians or his wife at the time were basically like trying to manipulate and use Kanye and Kim as like pawns in, in their campaign really to like gain voters, gain, gain people, gain black voters, especially. And Kanye said that he was silenced from being able to say that he was a Trump fan because of all by her family, basically, which is, it's, it's just crazy, man. You can't even have right. a, a different opinion these days. Right. And, and that, that would be probably seen like, I don't know whether you believe Kanye is, is telling the truth or not, but like that kind of idea that the Clintons or these, these uh, group of elite rulers are, are manipulating, uh, the masses through these, these media platforms. It's like, oh, that's, you know, that's conspiracy theory where it's like, you hear these stories and you're like, well, I mean, maybe some of it is, but when you hear this, you, you kind of, you can't help but grow just slightly more cynical about the world that we live in that, you know, Kanye West can't be a, a Trump supporter. I right. mean, think, think of all the shit he got for just wearing a hat. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I don't know, man. Uh, but but I, I I do I do respect him. I, I think I think he's I think he's taken a a, a stance on things that are, are entirely unpopular, and uh, I certainly don't agree with everything he says. But um, I, I love I love him, and I love that he exists. I think he's essential. Mm-hmm. I think he's essential yep. to everything that's going on. And good good on him. Good on him. I can't speak to his fashion, dude. Look at look at what I'm wearing. I'm <laughs> yeah, scrub. I don't know. Right. We're what both in black tees. Yeah, <laughs> man. I'm. I'm probably, I, I wish him the best. We hopped right into it today, though. We didn't. No pleasantries. Fuck all that shit. I'm. I'm fired up. To be honest with you, man. I was just over at my dad's house for the last two hours arguing flat Earth with him. So oh, nice. if I'm feisty okay, okay. today, if I'm feisty, Do you that's have, why. Can you speak on that? Because here's the thing. I am always open minded about everything. I feel like the people who are flat earthers have a little bit more of, intel- of an intelligent argument against it. Do they really just believe that the earth is like completely like flat? Is that is that really what it is? There's a lot of different schools, man. He was talking. There's people that believe there's a firmament, which is basically like a huge bubble that surrounds the earth, um, which some say contain the sun and moon. Um, <sighs> which is just fucking ridiculous. And then those people think that the entire universe revolves around us. Like literally around the Earth's firmament, um, he's. That's more, a beautiful metaphor for these people, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. He's he's more of the mind. It seems like he says he's in the middle. But he's not, bro. All I ever see him post is flat Earth content, and when you argue with him, <laughs> he's always arguing for flat Earth. So what does that tell you? I love him to death, but to me, it seems like his thought is that the Earth is flat. There's an ice wall that surrounds the Earth, and that we're basically all being lied to about space. And all everything basically, and, and that like the laws of science are all false, and and a lot of other things. We, we we just spent the last two hours arguing about it, and the biggest thing I point to when I talk to flat earthers is gravity, because if the Earth is yeah, I was gonna say, did you flat, pick up an object and drop it? Yeah, that's what I said. Explain I go negative nine point eight meters per second, bro. Come on, that's that disproves your argument. Unless this oh is a fucking goodness. rectangle and, and it's completely even underneath it. So that like that is how there's relative gravity around the earth. But he right. had a, he he shot back with buoyancy and some other things. How does water always sit flat? And I, it's and just a bunch of other things. And it's it, he referenced the study where they shot a laser across Lake Michigan from Benton Harbor to Chicago uh, and that it, it should dip 240 feet to his calculations. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking this stuff up now since I've been home. It was quick, but. Those calculations, I think, are wrong, and obviously there's altering elevations within the two cities, so it, it's just... It, <sighs> It's it's just hard. It's hard to because you can't really definitively say one way or the other. I, I can, but then he'll just say like that's just based off indoctrination over the last thirty years of my life being told this. But I'm also okay. saying, well, like with the observable universe, we've never seen a planet that isn't spherical that doesn't revolve around a greater mass. Like, okay. I'm, so so like I said, I I am I am super willing to hear any argument for anything, right? Like yeah, if, yeah. if I'm wrong about it, I'm wrong about it. And that's, that's fine with me. Um, I, I came across this video not too long ago and uh, I'll share it here. This is the, all the definitive proof that I need. And I know that it's true because what's being used as the argument here is uh, very sound, basic physics. You may or may not have seen this video. If not, you're in for a treat. Here's a map of ancient Egypt. I've inserted two sticks or obelisks, one up here in Alexandria and one down here in Syene. Now, if at a certain moment, each stick casts no shadow, no shadow at all, that's perfectly easy to understand, provided the earth is flat. If the shadow at Syene is at a certain length and the shadow at Alexandria is the same length, that also makes sense on a flat earth. But how could it be, Eratosthenes asked, that at the same instant there was no shadow at Syene and a very substantial shadow at Alexandria? The only answer was that the surface of the Earth is curved. Not only that, but the greater the curvature, the bigger the difference in the lengths of the shadows. The sun is so far away that its rays are parallel when they reach the Earth. Sticks at different angles to the sun's rays will cast shadows at different lengths. For the observed difference in the shadow lengths, the distance between Alexandria and Syene had to be about seven degrees along the surface of the Earth. By that I mean, if you imagine these sticks extending all the way down to the center of the Earth, they would there intersect at an angle of about seven degrees. Well, seven degrees is something like a 50th of the full circumference of the Earth, 360 degrees. 
Eratosthenes knew the distance between Alexandria and Syene. He knew it was 800 kilometers. Why? Because he hired a man to pace out the entire distance so that he could perform the calculation I'm talking about. Now, 800 kilometers times 50 is 40,000 kilometers. So that must be the circumference of the Earth. That's how far it is to go once around the Earth. That's the right answer. Eratosthenes' only tools were sticks, eyes, feet, and brains. Here, here. That's. I mean, if you can't, if you can't describe that, if you can't tear that argument down, I don't. I don't, I don't have any room for flat earthers. So I just don't. Yeah, and it's just tough when you go. I'm like, Dad, I was in a plane last week flying to Germany, fifteen thousand feet in the air. I'm looking at the curvature of the Earth. He's like, Well, they put, uh, you know, they put fisheye lenses on every single window and on the cameras that you see through. The, and I'm just like, Based, What is the insidious reason? What What yeah. is it? That, are they just trying to lull the masses to sleep? And so there's only a select few people who who know. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think that's what it is. It's just like it's the kind of the people that want to like everything is a lie like it's all mm -hmm. it's all mm -hmm. and it's like yeah there's dude our government's lie to us like shit happens nasa nasa does do sketchy shit and like there's things honestly there's things i'd be willing to believe like our moon our moon does not rotate like almost every other satellite does around their planets maybe there's mm -hmm. something fishy with our moon maybe you know like there's questions there's there's it's, there's a ton of questions about the moon landing and if that was faked yada yada like it's not to say that there are, you know, and 9-11 and blah, blah, blah. Like there's tons of conspiracies where it's good and healthy to ask questions. But when you're like challenge, basically by challenging flat earth, you're challenging almost everything we know about modern day science, relativity and space all at once saying it's mm -hmm. pretty much all a lie. And it's like at that oh, yeah. point, at that point, you you're you're kind of out there for me, you know, and I, I'll hear any argument, but it's like I've never heard anything that's convincing to me where it could be backed up with real info that wasn't on a fake earth on a flat earth site right yeah man and, and you know i, I I've, I've said it before especially talking about like uh the vaccine and covid and all that and you know trusting science and this that and the other and and made the argument that that science is 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 purely uh uh living organism right it 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 is what we what we test it to be but the the baseline of these tests the the foundation of all of this are laws Right. Things that are immovable. You cannot, you cannot argue against them because there is no argument. It is always and forever will be until something comes along that disproves it, right? Light shines forever until we figure out that it doesn't. Right. Right. So I don't know, man. It's just, I, 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 I am fascinated by these, these arguments. I'm fascinated by the people who, uh, who who make them and who believe them and who defend them so fiercely? I was going to say for for our listeners, if anyone knows someone that's truly very flat Earth uh, and knowledgeable about it, and then on the other side, someone that's very knowledgeable about globes, because like I, I'm saying what I'm saying, but I'm not like incredibly intelligent in this field. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm referencing a lot of like basic things that make sense to me. But it's like if if you if we know people, listeners, like I would love to have a, a, an episode kind of just going back and forth, and we can just kind of moderate a debate about it. Because it is interesting to talk about. Like we had a great discussion about it. Um, I don't think either of us is willing to admit one or the other won or lost it. But yeah, <laughs> it's just you bet, man. It's wild. Um, switching gears. Yeah, uh, Biden. <laughs> this is how you know. This is how you know it's election season. Um, yeah. Biden has uh, made some wholesale uh, uh, pardons for uh marijuana possession i saw that that's that's pretty big I, I i mean i'm not the biggest joe biden fan but that's cool <laughs> like yeah i mean it, yeah it just it feels like a, a card that the administration's holding in their back pocket using when they need some goodwill with the people um but it is big it's good policy right like and, and I, I think we we owe it to uh to everybody to to point it out because it, it is good policy i i can't think of anything else that this that this administration has done that i could consider good policy but um he he said uh, he said he's parting all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession um he is calling on governors to pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses um, so that he, he doesn't want anybody in federal prison just for possessing marijuana. 
Yeah. Uh, and then they classify marijuana as at the same level as heroin and more serious than fentanyl. He's asking uh, the attorney general to initiate the process of reviewing how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. And I say, damn, damn good. About time. Right. Yeah. I mean, he uh, I ran on that. Right, right. He, he did. He did. He ran. He ran on this and, and many other things. And and uh, it's it's good to see that this simple step. I mean, it's such a simple step towards the you know at, at the very least, like decriminalizing holding marijuana or using marijuana. Right. Uh, I think that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the just the act of holding onto it or just using it is so widely accepted now that it it's just archaic isn't a, isn't a strong enough word for the laws of marijuana that we have in this in this country it's probably more the party he was representing because I, I do think maybe like republicans look at a lot of things like a little more archaically just in general but like i'm surprised this isn't something that trump did when he was in office being the businessman that he is being that if you make it federally legal it can be taxed yada yada like it surprises me that it mm-hmm. i mean i it doesn't surprise me Biden did this. He ran on it. And it seems like it's a pretty easy thing to actually do once you're in office. Um, but I, I just, yeah, it always surprised me that Trump didn't do that because it would have gained him a ton of voters in a lot of different communities and it would have made money for everybody. So it, it seems like it seems like a Trump decision in my head. Yeah, um, I, I, I often thought about that. And I think he just uh, was playing to the base so strongly that yeah. to do something like this would be considered a little bit radical yeah right um and i still think that it's not uh, a widely accepted view that that marijuana should be legal you don't think so no like um legal in the way that like uh it'd be decriminalized or like that it should be able to be recreationally sold everywhere yeah that okay i i, I think that there's still there's still corners of the country and even myself like I don't, I don't know that, uh, if you go completely in the other direction of legalization, that it's good. Right. I, I don't, I don't ever want to like yeah. tell somebody that they, they can't do something that they want to do with, if, if they understand the risks and they're doing it themselves. Um, but I, you know, there is, a, there is a, there's a certain aspect of that, that, that allows for the, uh, the, uh, for any like bad side effect or any, any, anything that could be detrimental to somebody, particularly a young growing person that has a, an undeveloped brain to say that, Oh yeah, weed's fine. Right. I, I definitely still think that there should be a, a slight stigma around it, that it is still a mind altering substance and it should be taken seriously in that respect. Why don't you think that same regard is given to alcohol? Like I know there's well, a drink. It is. I mean, yeah, there's a drinking age, but like people are, I was drinking at 14, 15 years old, like, and that, that's not good for brain cells and, and your body in general. Like why, and I, I know you're pro marijuana in general, like for the most part, like, so I'm not asking you this and that in that vein, but like, why is it that alcohol is just like so widely accepted everywhere? It's sold everywhere. Some States you can't buy it on Sundays or whatever, but like you can pretty much get alcohol anywhere you want. Yet weed is like this huge, big stigma, has this b- huge, big stigma to it to the point where we're talking at it now. We're like, well, maybe we can decriminalize it, but we probably shouldn't federally make it legal everywhere. You know, like w- what is the difference? Yeah, I, well, I think culturally drawing back, you know, hundreds of years, right? Like like half a millennia or, or more, alcohol has been culturally uh, significant. And I'm, I'm not saying marijuana doesn't have a history. Yeah. I'm saying culturally, alcohol is way, way, way more significant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, going all, all the way back to, to you know, uh, the days of Jesus mm-hmm. and wine. You know, it's like, it's like alcohol has been around for so long. It's so prevalent. Um, Native Americans are smoking weed, though. Right. I'm saying I'm not saying it doesn't have a history. I'm just yeah, saying right. that like culturally, uh, alcohol alcohol True. was was just more widely accepted. Yeah. Um during the time when marijuana was was banned and outlawed, um it, you know, alcohol was was just coming out of prohibition or was just entering it. Um and and there was, you know, they were having their own fight with with alcohol. And, and I, I don't know, I just, I just think it's, it's just, it's just been more prevalent in our culture. Yeah. That makes sense. That's the only reason. Yeah. Um, You know, if, if marijuana wasn't uh, demonized the way that it was in our country, then I I don't know that um, 
we we have this conversation like this today. Yeah. And and I think it's it's treated much similarly or even less detrimentally than than alcohol. Um but but I think it does have a I think it definitely has a, a much a much greater effect on young people than than like alcohol use. I would argue that though, because a 16 year old most likely isn't going to get fucked up, get behind the wheel of a car and like kill somebody if they're high as opposed, okay, okay. You know, so let me as opposed to the tons Long of people term there. effects. If you start using yeah, there you go. <laughs> marijuana at like 15, 16 versus okay. if you start drinking at 15, 16, I think the long-term effects of using marijuana on your develop development is, is I think marijuana stunts you a yeah. lot more mentally than, than alcohol does over the long term. Right? Sure. Like, but you're like, going like, to yeah, die yeah. of kidneys or liver disease or something yeah, very maybe. early. If you're a long, you know, if you're a lifetime drinker as opposed to a maybe. lifetime smoker, I mean, for sure. Well, yeah. We know what alcohol well, maybe does you can to get the body blasted on whiskey until you turn 92, you know, you got plenty <laughs> of those people too. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I just, I, 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 I do think, I do think a, a, a healthy skepticism about uh, marijuana use, particularly in young people, is warranted. And I think sure. it, I think it, I think we, we could do better to, uh, to, to kind of heed those warnings a little bit better. But I think because it's been, um, because it's been criminalized for so long, and because the, the this movement is predominantly. Uh, in the youth, right? Like there's way more young people who are, who advocate for the legalization of marijuana than there are other, other people. I'm not saying that there isn't, but I, yeah. I just feel like, like there's more energy within the youth. For sure. So, 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 uh, you know, I, that's going to be where most of that resides. And it's like, well, that's fine. I don't, you know, whatever to, like I said, to each your own. Um, but I, I, I just do think we could be, you know, smart about it. And I think that's why there's hesitancy to decriminalize or to make legal marijuana wholesale. Yeah, but I, what whether he's that's asked, right or wrong. Yeah, right, right. What, I, mean, I think what he said yesterday, what he's asking is them to like reevaluate how they do the schedule, like tier of drugs, because right now, like weed is higher than fentanyl. Right which is like, what the fuck? How many people are dying from weed a year compared to fentanyl? Like, Correct. Those, yeah, maybe some of those need to be relooked at. And maybe as a result of that, it's at least decriminalized. But yeah, I think it'd be a long time before it's like federally legal everywhere. And that's, to me, so to me that's good enough. Yeah, if it, as long as they're letting you, people out of jail, I feel like. Right. If you're, not, if you're not getting locked up, if you're not like pushing weight, then you shouldn't be locked up. Yes. Okay, but then, so people will argue, I'm just in like a, a devil's advocate, argued of men of mood today because of my father, but hmm. what do you think? So the people that would say, no, those people broke the law. Like it was illegal to sell weed or whatever it was at the time that they were locked up, they should face the laws of the time. Like, do you find any credence in that? Or do you think like when a law like this changes to where it affects this many people, we're going to, you know, grandfather these people in and allow them to take part of that? Well, that's how we, I mean, that, that is our system of law. Yeah. Is that it, I, you, you cannot, you cannot, if you change the law, it does not revert back to everybody that was convicted when the law was in place the way it was. That's why he pardoned these people. Oh, that's the, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. the avenue to do this. You have to get pardoned for it because regardless of how the law changes at the time, you were convicted under the law that was at the time. When the law changes, it does not change your conviction. Got yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know why all all law terms are in Latin, and I forget the Latin term for it. But there's like a there's a there's a name for this very specific instance, um, and I and it's escaping me right now. But in perpetuity, but yeah, that, no. <laughs> Just that's good. I'm glad head. that you know that word. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Iran for a second. We touched yeah, on Iran last man. week. Man, um, Mike sent us that video. That shit was crazy. Yeah. So, uh, we touched on it last week and, and the, the reason that these protests have been sparked and it seems as though they're not subsiding almost at all. So as you can see in this tweet, uh, Iranian schoolgirls remove their compulsory hijab and chant death to the dictator while stomping on the photo of their rulers. Uh, that's a great sentiment. I, I, I hope pray that uh these young girls understand the consequences of their actions uh in a place like iran 
So in America, that's just fine. You can do that all you want. In Iran, that is not okay. Uh, which is the point of it, right? Like that's why they're doing it is because they don't have the voice. They're not allowed to wear whatever they want. They have to wear this uh, face and hair covering all the, and then they, they don't want to do it. However, the, uh, the ruling class is, uh, is not, uh, it's not sympathetic to that at all. Um, what's interesting about this is that it's, it's, front of mind for a lot of folks right now. We see it a lot on social media, but I feel like it's not getting a ton of national attention. And I don't understand that. Do you get that same vibe? Yeah, I definitely do. But I, there's a lot of shit going on in general right now. Um, so maybe, maybe that's part of it. Like Ukraine, Russia. I hope we talk about that in a little bit, but like that seems to have taken like the forefront again and, and a couple other things, but like, I, I, I do agree that like, it's not getting the attention it deserves, especially in a country that's like, so or, or predominantly based on our last election, very like liberal and how they think of things. So you would think that this would be everywhere. Yeah. So uh, one of the theories out there is that the, the United States is behind this, uh, this push. Um, Man, we're pushing all the buttons right now. If that's true, all bro. Of them, dude. Jesus. Yeah. So, so uh, color revolution is what that's called. Uh, and, and that the theory is that, that we're behind it. Right. Um, and that's why there's not a ton of media attention um, because they don't want it to seem like we're hyper-focused on it. However, if it wasn't, like like in any other circumstance where it's, it's about uh, uh, women trying to liberate themselves, the American media is all over. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, that's, that's gold to them. So it's very curious why it's not a, a more prevalent story. Cause it's, it, it, to me, outside of Ukraine, this is the biggest thing going on in the world right now. Um, there's a there's another uh, young woman who 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 has been killed in uh, in this saga. Her name is Nika Shakarami, 16 years old. Um, she lived in Tehran and uh, she she would uh, be on like uh, Instagram or on on the internet, and uh, she she would make videos. Uh, she was a you know counterculture protesting the the regime, this that and the other. Um, she got taken by the revolutionary guard and then her, and then she was, she was returned to her family dead. Um, her family was forced is what they're, they're saying that the family was forced to get on TV and say that the, that the girl was, was dead because she fell out of a window and, and, in a video on Twitter, one of the one of the family members was in front of a camera and he wouldn't speak. And then somebody in the background whispered, "Say it, you piece of dirt." And then he and then he made a confession, a TV confession about about this about his family member that died and that she fell out of a window and that's why she's dead. Um, so that's that's why it's it's so it's so tough and it would be way better if there was global support and there is right like there's a ton of of showing of support for for the women in iran right now all throughout the globe but in america like it would be really great if there was like the same push as there was for us in ukraine yeah. right like we should care way more for uh for women who have zero liberty in a place like iran than ukrainians that are let's face it man a lot of them are fucking pieces of shit like are you, ukrainian is not good they're only good because they, they've been invaded right it's because their their sovereignty has been has, has been uh uh challenged what makes but them pieces the, of shit I, I don't follow you there i, I don't know oh, enough about it dude there's there's uh, countless stories of uh, uh of just like the worst type of human behavior of, of ukrainians not to mention that uh, a, a large swath of their military happens to be car carrying nazi members yeah did you know what that. i mean like they're yeah. not they're not good people they're just invaded by a country that we hate that's the only reason we care about ukraine don't ever get that twisted right like uh, all these folks on twitter that want to come at uh, uh, Elon Musk for what he said at, at his proposal for, for peace in, in the Ukraine. Hey, man, don't for a second uh, uh, think that you know any better than anybody else about what's going on in Ukraine if you're not there, if you don't speak the language, if you don't know what's going on, right? And, and especially if you don't understand the United States' hand in all of this. So should I take the Ukrainian flag out of my bio? Uh, no, nah, keep it up, man. You're good. Keep it up. 
You okay, could, cool. Matter of fact, you should you should put the flag in your window, and you should put a uh, uh, you know, a little uh, uh, sign in your front yard. Said this: they, we support Ukraine. Um, I got shirts coming too, so that's good. Oh, great, excellent. <laughs> that that should go a long way in the war effort here. Or do you have anything else on Iran? But can we talk that? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about it, um, dude. Shit's uh, about to go fucking down, man. I'm kind of worried. I, I think so too. Um, I think so too. Here's why. Uh, Putin is now uh, in, in a backed himself into a corner. Okay, the the most the most important development of this this war uh, since it happened is that Putin has annexed portions of Ukraine, eastern portions of Ukraine, which means that he has, through legal measures in Russia, claimed excuse me, has claimed these uh, portions of Ukraine as Russia's, right? They are now Russia's in the eyes of Russia, officially. Meaning, if anything were to happen in these territories, it would be an attack on Russia in the eyes of Russia. So why why is that important? Well, it's important uh, because uh, Ukraine is now making uh, tremendous advances in this war. They are getting victory after victory after victory after victory it's looking terrible for russia right now they're pushing into russia now they've been on the defensive this whole time they're on the offensive now on the on the eastern coast and it looks like they're amassing a bunch of people down south to do something very similar right exactly and so and, and so what russia has said is okay now these territories are ours if you go on the offensive here then that has now given us justification uh to to up the ante because now you're in Russia, Russian ground, right? And you might be thinking, well, who gives a fuck? They invaded Ukraine. And you're right. right. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're not wrong. However, we're talking about, uh, you know, a global superpower, Russia. And if you do not respect who that is, and you just go full bore and say, fuck them, then what you're doing is you're continuing, you're continuing to kindle that, that, uh, you're, you're throwing fuel on that kindling and you're making this fire way bigger than it was previously, right? That, that just because Ukraine was invaded and this offensive is going on currently, and they're taking back quote, you know, the, 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 the land that was taken from them. Fine. But you have to remember, they have United States backing. Almost all of their weaponry is, is from uh, uh, United States and, and, and NATO territories. And so Putin has said, this is now giving me justification to increase my offensive. So at the end of the day, who's in this for peace? Right? Mm-hmm. And if, does that mean that we make concessions? Well, Just because somebody has the upper hand and it makes it unfair, doesn't give you justification to continue forward. If you know what the outcome may be, nuclear, uh, nuclear options are, are, are options. They are on the table. They have, they have mobilized uh, uh, nuclear warheads towards the, the front lines of this war. This is my question, though, because if, if, if Russia keeps going on doing as they're doing, they're going to try. I mean, their military, it's not working. Their military is losing they don't have support. Once Ukrainians broke through their front lines, they found that there's not much back there to stop them from continuing to move forward. That's why they're doing so. Like, so I have to admit at this point, or I have to assume at this point that the Russian military is, is very slim. So it's like Russia knows if any war they go into, they're not going to have a military to fight back with. Like this is at a point going to become a nuclear war. So they're either going to try to take over all of Ukraine and hope, like I guess the rest of the world will hope they'll be happy with that. Or it's going to go nuclear. Like, I don't see how it doesn't, because at a point, Russia's going to have no soldiers left to fight with. The only thing they'll have left to fight with is nukes. Right. So if your opinion of Vladimir Putin is that he is a soulless monster who's willing to go into another country and invade them, right? What makes you think that he's going to graciously accept defeat? No, or that he Or Uh. Or that he cannot save face. It has to be shown that there is a victory in this for Russia or Russia will not stop. And who is going to stop them? Because the option is that uh, the United States and its allies get fully thrown into this war. And that is a real possibility because Ukraine just this past week has asked for uh, a fast track acceptance into NATO 
which took the Biden administration completely by surprise. They were scrambling when they heard this news and they were not happy about it. So they're going straight up and saying, all right, we want we want a fast track acceptance into this organization, which would mean immediately all of NATO allies are now involved in this war in, 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 in certain terms. They're in it. Boots on the ground. That is the agreement. So it's OK. So, so here are your options. Full scare war with Russia. Nuclear uh, nuclear attacks. Or a negotiated peace deal where Ukraine definitely loses some of their territory. The, the, the point here is that there's no good option. There's only a, a, a lesser of evils. And there needs to be very sober thought into this. I, I, I know it's unfair and I know this guy's an asshole and I know that, that, that he's invaded a country and it's, it's caused an unmeasurable amount of pain and suffering and death. This is true. But there is, there is no, there's nothing good about escalating this to the point where, you know, what is it, at what cost do we defend uh, these portions of, of Ukraine, right? At what, at what, at what cost do we say they need to have this territory back and, and, and where we don't negotiate a deal where Putin looks like he's won because he's gained territory. Ukraine has won because they, they've, there's peace. Their people are not done and they don't have to, they don't have to go. They don't have to be at war with Russia. I, I, I don't know, man. It, to, to, to me, it's easy for me to say here when I'm not in the throes, of, but I, I, I don't, I don't see an, another option except negotiated peace. And that is going to mean that, that, uh, that Putin and Russia save face and on the global stage look like they come away as victors. It has to be that way, or there will be escalation to the point of nuclear war. I just, I, to me, there's no other option. Well, yeah, and it sounds like it's very close. Like I know Ukraine's asking us for some like anti-ballistic, uh, some kind of uh, in long range like weaponry as well, but like some kind of defense stuff to go along with that. And, and Russia said that if we do do that, um, they're going to see that as escalation and, and act very, very swiftly. To which we let them know we would do the same. But what a lot of people think would happen is that they would nuke our main military base in Germany. Which if if that happened. No, like we're in a really bad situation, but, and you know, it's going to escalate very, very quickly from there. But my question is if Putin says like, if they don't join NATO and this is still just Ukraine versus Russia and Putin's military is really depleted, doesn't have much left to to, to do, or, you know, he's got to make a move. doesn't want to come to any kind of peace with them. And he goes and he nukes like Kiev. What? Do we then get involved in that? Like once a nuke's used yes. without like permission, whether it's NATO, you're like any kind of alliance involved, but like if a nuke is used on the earth soil. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say that, like in general, in any portion of the world, if, if that event happens, yes. But NATO has come out and said, if Russia uses nuclear weapons in Ukraine, that will mean a full scale NATO war against Russia. Okay, so whether or not Ukraine's in NATO uh, or not, they're yeah. still going to act. Yeah, so that that is okay, that is you. yes. Wow. So that that, that yeah, hundred percent. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like, at what cost to us is it, it is is it worth it that that we continue going forward here? And, and I will not listen to anybody who wants to tell me that this is about freedom or sovereignty or any fuck off. You don't care about that. The United States doesn't care about that. That is that is not why we're there. We're there because Russia is our enemy. And we have decided to play puppeteer with Ukraine. That's it. That's all it is. And and Ukraine does not get here without yeah. the billions and billions of dollars that we've already spent to to provide them uh, aid and 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 uh, um, and arms and everything. So so you know, I don't know, man. It it doesn't uh, it doesn't look great. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrified, man. Because I mean. In my head, I see Kiev go down, and then I either see we nuke all mm-hmm. of Russia, pretty much as a as the world, I guess. But then they're tightly allied with China and North Korea. Do they fire back on us? Take out all our major cities, and like mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> like, dude, that could happen so swiftly, and and actually for real. Like, it's just it's terrifying to think about, especially in a war that like technically we're not involved in, but. We really are extremely involved in uncharted territory for sure. And I, I don't think Putin or anybody would pretend that they know what the heck the next step is. Right. Like it's, it's assured too much. Yeah. 
but right. I, don't know, I, I still think we're far enough away that we could we could bring ourselves from the brink right uh, i don't i don't know that anybody really wants that do you see i mean who do you see swallowing their pride i don't i don't think it's going to be russia and i don't see ukraine for all the the blood and and sacrifices they've made defending their homeland them just accepting that they've lost a chunk of it either in in the in the guise of global good yeah i, I mean i don't pretend to know the answer to that I, I i do think that the 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 first step has to be it just has to be talking you cannot figure out what the solution is for somebody if you if you do not come to the table and 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 discuss it right and that's just how it has to be if that you know if they're if they're not i mean and, and putin said he's willing to negotiate he, he came out he came out and so, so let's negotiate. Get to, at least get to the table and see what we can do. That you know, make in good faith, make that effort. Um, let's switch gears here back to the United States and uh, Georgia. There's a Senate race in Georgia, um, as you may or may not know, and uh, the great Georgia Bulldog Herschel Walker is the candidate for senator against Democrat Ralph Raphael Warnock. Um, have you heard anything about Herschel Walker this week? No, I haven't oh, now. Not at all. This guy's a moron. I mean, I don't, I just don't know why, uh, conservatives or Republicans just continue to, to nominate just complete pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> so Herschel Walker is, a, is just a bonafide liar. Like everything that he said in, in, in the campaign has been, has been more or less a lie. He's not articulate. He can barely get a point across. He's just a terrible candidate, but he's a big name. He's recognizable. So he, uh, there's a, a woman that comes out and says, Hey, uh, I know this guy's running on this platform of like zero abortion and full pro-life and this, that, and the other, but he paid for my abortion in 2009. Uh, and I have the literal receipts of this. Um, so she had, uh, uh, the, the check that he, her to pay for it. He even sent her like a goodwill, uh, a good get well card saying, I hope you feel better soon. Um, she had the, she had the receipts from Planned Parenthood and whoever's running this guy's account is a moron or, or running this guy's campaign is a moron because this is a perfect opportunity to be righteous and to come out and say, yeah, you know what? I did pay for this woman's abortion and guess how many nights of, of sleep I got after that? Zero. I couldn't live with myself. I was, uh, I was torn up inside and, uh, I had to go seek help and I saw the light and instead of wallowing in my self pity, I decided to evangelize for life because I have four babies of my own. And why is this one any less important than, than the ones that are here on earth? And, and, uh, and now I've made it my mission to, to this is a complete bullshit. This is a lie. She's lying. It's like, uh, it's obviously damn, not dude. a, just, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That it's obviously such, true. Yeah. It's obviously true. Yep. That would have been the best way to say that. You should be yeah, a fucking well, campaign manager, man. You know where to find me. Look at you. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> um, so, so that's just, that's one thing. Right. And then his son, he comes out and basically was like, look, I told my dad not to do this because a bunch of shit was going to come out and I'm not going to sit here and defend him because he was a piece of shit father. Basically is what he was saying. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values people, he has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I have a silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies. When you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this candidate. That's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying, don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that, conservatives. And then for people on the left to act as though I'm responsible for all of the things that he has done. 
I've talked about Father Epps. I've talked all these issues because they've been close to me, because they matter to me, because I went through it. That's why I've talked about it. So when you say, well, talk about your dad, but I am. I'm saying this behavior is atrocious. Don't come for me. You don't have to like my apology. You don't have to like me. You don't have to. I'm just saying I'm done with the lies. Damn, bro. Sucks that your son comes out and says that shit about you. He's verbalizing that shit really well, but Herschel Walker, fuck that dude up, man. He was speaking mm -hmm. from a place of... Pure emotion there, bro. I feel, I kind of feel bad oh, for yeah. that dude. Yeah, same. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's so interesting because he's, he is, he is like a super conservative activist. People on the left do not like him at all. Um, call him an election denier, call him, you know, Herschel Walker's a moron. And uh, I wish not just Republicans, but Democrats and all, like all parties would just choose better candidates. Just choose better candidates. Like, why do we have to pick celebrities? Why do you have to pick the flashiest, the, the star? Like, they're obviously the most flawed. Yeah. Um, I don't know when we're going to learn our lesson. And what sucks about it is, like, if you're a Georgian Republican, you're going to be like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to vote for Raphael Warnock? Like, this guy is, you know, he's about abortion until the kid's born. So, like, what am I going to do? Right? If that's an important, if that's an important issue to me as a voter, wh what am I going to do? I have no choice but to vote for Herschel Walker and then primary him in six years. Like what the like what you know? It's it just puts everybody in a really really tough sticky situation. It's because we're not voting for people anymore. We're just we're voting for right. parties. That's that's right. That's the probs. That's the probs. Ah, something happened in baseball this week. Oh yeah, man. Um, well, playoffs start today. Actually, the Indians are an hour into their game right now. You mean the Guardians? Um. Oh gosh, excuse me. Wow. Canceled. Don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> the Guardians. Uh but yeah, something uh happened this week that in nineteen ninety eight would have gotten a heck of a lot more press, but because uh because uh baseball has dropped off dramatically in the American psyche, uh I feel like it didn't get a ton of play. But Aaron Judge hit uh, his 62nd home run. And that's important because the American League record up until this point has been 61 home runs uh, set by Roger Maris in 1961. Yeah, in 1961. Uh, so here is how it sounded on Yankees radio. Swung on. There goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger. Hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. Fuck yeah, dude. Always better on radio. The, uh... The best thing from all of that that I saw, man, and, and uh, they kind of they did show it during the broadcast, kind of them hugging. But there's a video I saw. It's an ISO of of Aaron Judge's mom, mm -hmm. and I think she had mm -hmm. been going to like all the games leading up. To, you know, obviously wanting to be there. And you see the ball get hit, and she's kind of watching it, like clutching or like whatever. And then it goes out, and you just see like this like wave of relief. I think rush over, but just like pure joy, happiness, like proudness and, and mm -hmm. it, it made me think like as as a new dad you're gonna be a dad in like a fucking week dude like how pumped are you maybe it won't be on the scale of your kid maybe it will be but like on the scale of your kid hitting you know a record-breaking home run but like to feel that kind of shit like when you see your kid do some shit in sports or in a play or like whatever it is like that was the coolest thing to me out of this entire thing was just like watching that reaction i, I don't know you better be on that scale or i'm a herschel walker's ass <laughs> Um, no, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I think about that all the time Ugh. because like, uh, you know, and this guy, I think he's from like Chico, California oh, okay. or like Fresno or somewhere in like the central Valley, you know, you, you just grow up and you, you never think about breaking a, a record of this magnitude, right? right? Like it's such a giant thing to do. And, uh, yeah, man, just the, the 
overflowing of pride and and uh admiration for for your for your your seed to do something like that yeah, and i don't know I, I couldn't imagine Ugh. i just couldn't so here's my question on this whole record though so everyone keeps saying american league american league american league because it seems like he legitimately i mean i don't know shit about aaron judge but it seems like he's just a fucking animal and and he legitimately broke this this record because the, the reason they keep saying american league is because when you go and look at the national league there are people that have hit more home runs in a season there's three of them uh-huh. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, all three right. accused of and pretty much found guilty of cheating. Do you? It, yeah, the only one, the only one not to admit to it is Barry Bonds. Sure, but I mean, come on, come on now. We've seen those. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. We, he's, he's just, there's a there's a strong uh, indication that he probably did do something. Most people of the time were like, you can't, I can't really fault the guy. I'm just saying. In your head at all, did Judge just break the all-time home runs record, like, for real? Or do you got to give uh, it to these guys that, that did it on steroids? I don't know, man. I, it's it's tough. Uh, for some people, it's not tough at all. It's like, there's no question about it. This is the new home run king. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get it, and I respect your 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 opinion on that. I, I, just, I don't know. It's tough because they had help. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That other that 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 other other folks may not have had, right? Like for example, Roger Maris probably wasn't taking steroids. I don't know for sure, but he probably was. Smoking cigars and drinking whiskey would be my bet. You know? <laughs> um so Yeah, dude, I don't I don't know. It's uh it's tough. I I I I still like really respect the baseball player that like uh, Barry Bonds was and that that uh, to some extent uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were um, I just I don't know man I just it's a tough question man I, I just know because you're tough. a baseball that's like your thing in my head Aaron Judge just broke the record like those guys cheated I don't think that that it should count as much if Reggie Bush lost his fucking Heisman trophy right. over fucking what he did I, I just to my to me it's like those guys clearly did cheat whether you know it was a just a, th- a thing of the I, times or I, yeah. what but it's like this guy i don't think he cheated at all i think he is actually just like a sensation that I, I, I gotta give him his props i feel like it's just that there's no defined like like where do you draw the line how tarnished are their stats and their records and their and their careers if you're not going to recognize barry bonds as the home run king at 73 then can you recognize any of his stats do you know what I mean? But isn't like, he not in the Hall of Fame for that reason? No, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, so in the eyes of baseball, those stats shouldn't be recognized. Like, I don't know why they well, kind of play this. Then half- strike them. Yeah, right, right, right. Then strike them. Then do it. Right. Like, draw the line. Yeah. Make that the thing. And then and then say, you know, like, yeah, he did these things, but he he was using uh, performance enhancing drugs. So we do not recognize any of these stats at all. None of them. They don't exist. Wipe them away. Make that the the penalty for this, so that not only are you disencouraged, but you you will be erased from the game if you cheat. Right. Right. That that's how I see it. But if you're going to tiptoe this line, then I you know, then 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 me as a fan, I, I'm I'm going to be more inclined to to say like, well, you know, it's still really fucking hard to hit a baseball. Right. Yeah, you had help, but you still had to make contact. Right. Like not not any meathead can go up there and hit home runs. Um, and, and so I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's tough for me. I, I, I think if you're not going to, if you're not going to take the stance completely on one side, then you got to let the, then you got to let Mark or Barry Bonds into the hall of fame. You just have to, you just have that's, to. Yeah. That's what surprises me when I look up and see the standings and all three of those guys are up there. I don't, is Sammy Sosa in the hall of fame? Do they? No, they didn't. Okay. I didn't know what the cork no. bats or whatever. So to me, it's like, if you're not going to let him into the hall of fame, you're not you're not actually like giving credence to what they achieved in those records. So you either need to, like you're saying, get rid of the records, strike them from the game or bring them into the hall of fame, man. And that was part of the times and let's move on. Yeah. And, and I think it's tough because you know, you, you have so many different eras of baseball where people were cheating and it may not be steroids. It could be, uh, you know, pine tar, or it could be, uh, you know, using greenies, deflated footballs, or whatever right like like uh in in 2000 and uh, 2020 2021 it is blatantly obvious that the ball bounced off the bat much more than it did in in, in this year 
Offense was down across the board. Home runs down across the board. Balls smacked. That in any other, you know, at least in the last three years, would have jumped out of the stadium, stayed into the stadium. So it's like, all right, well, baseball, the Major League Baseball is obviously manipulating the the equipment that's being used in the game. So they can't go out and say, well, we're going to strike this off because there's so many different variables. Yeah, oh, man, it's just, it's just like either you let them in or you don't. And if you don't let them in, then you have to... You have to make it full stop. Yeah. Boom. You cheated. Sorry. You're out. Your stats do not count. You do not. We do not recognize 73 as, as the most home runs. And, and that's how it has to be. Um, because I will have sympathy for these baseball players because it is really hard. Like, why do you cheat? To win the game. Because you want to be, to win, the, to win, <laughs> right? Like you're, you're a, you're a freaking, you're, you're a, you're an athlete, you're competitive. You're at the highest stage. I, I feel, I feel like people can, can just excuse it and be like, oh, this guy's a cheater. It's like, like, do you know what it means to be like a major league baseball player? Do you know what it means to be this person? Like, it's so much more complicated than that. Pat. And you can uncomplicate all of it by just saying that, yeah, sorry, you guys are gone. You're erased from the game. You, 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 you have a, you, your, your name is a stain on baseball as it is today. And we do not want you in this game at all. Sorry. Yeah. Mark McGuire can't coach. Yeah. Right. He's a coach. Right? He can't coach. Sorry. You're out of the game. Shit, man. Why is gas so expensive, Frank? What happened? Uh, do we have time for this? Um, so, <laughs> Make quick. OPEC, OPEC, you know who OPEC is? Sure. Oil producing, oil producing, um, engineering company? Engineering. Crips. What did I say? OPEC? OP. Oil producing engineering, um, comrades. That sounds Russian. I think it's what it stands for. No, it's a. It's a group of oil-producing countries, which the world relies on for oil. And they are a cartel as they set the price for oil uh, across the board. And they have just uh, convened and agreed to cut production significantly. Uh, and what that means is that a country like the United States, which has continued... Actually, take this back. Uh, Biden has secretly um, approved some drilling deals. Um, but uh, a country whose who's official posture is to uh, not drill for oil and to make it so that uh, we are reliant on renewable energies um, will fill the pain at the pump a lot. So you can expect a very, very significant hike at the uh, gas pump here in the very near future uh, as oil production begins to draw down and basic economics will tell you as there is less in production, that means there's less in supply, which means there's heightened pricing. Uh, so, um, I read Freakonomics. I get it, Frank. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Dude, I, I forgot to tell you this. When I was in Germany, you pay for gas by the liter there. But so like I get mm -hmm. to the gas station, I'm like, oh shit, fuck yeah. Gas is 238 a gallon. And like, then I look, it's in liters and I think there's three liters in a gallon. So I, I was the actual diesel I was putting in, I was paying almost like $12, 12 euros a gallon. Yeah. And it's been that way for a long time, much longer, much, much longer than the United States has, has been at, at the prices that we're That's at. That's because like their sole line comes from Russia, right? Uh, no, uh, Germany, Germany has been on the, uh, on the, on the green, uh, initiative, uh, oh, the whole of Europe duh, really, yeah, but, yeah. but, but yeah, G Germany is like the, the spearhead of, of Europeans, uh, green initiatives. I had to separate my trash like five different ways when I was there. Did you really? Yeah. At Airbnb, we yeah, had like a it. gas trash, a paper, uh, a glass trash, a paper trash, a plastics trash, a biodegradable waste trash, and then just like a diaper trash. Mm. <laughs> oh my god dude. damn and we use one and some people recycle here <laughs> yeah yeah and, and try and tell me that recycling is not the biggest scam yeah in America. Right, right um so real quick in california it used to be like this in, in in a lot of places in the united states and it might be like this in, in illinois but in california for sure uh, every single gas station is monitored 24 7 uh that means that uh all of the lines that go from the underground tank to the uh, the gas dispenser mm -hmm. are monitored twenty four seven. The tank itself is double walled, and there's a, a it's like a thermos, and inside the middle of that thermos is a brine, and that it's a liquid level gauge. So if the brine goes up, that means there's either a leak from the outside or the inside, and if the brine goes down, that means there's either a leak from the outside or the inside. Um, That's pretty cool. They the 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 
lines that go from underground up into the dispenser there's a sump that that's a, a double containment so if there's a leak from the dispenser and the and the and the, the the line of gas it falls into a, uh, a a protective container instead of into the ground um everything is monitored 24 7 365 and the only reason it's like that is because uh somebody from the uh some environmental board in, in california took a trip to germany and saw that germany was doing this and they brought it over to the United States into California. So California actually takes a lot of their cues from the Germans. We should adopt their highway traffic laws because the Autobahn was sick. Was it cool? Dude, it's just awesome because like there's there's a lot of chunks. People get the misconception that all over the Autobahn there's no speed limit. That's not true. There's just chunks where there isn't. But then like mm. normally the speed limit's like around like eighty ish. Um but gotcha. the way that they like actually stick to, you know, pass on the left, get over in the right and then when you have those chunks when it's just nothing and you can cruise however the fuck you want, like I, that's how you should be able to do it, you know, in general. You bet. You know, they still give tickets for reckless driving, but all right, enough about that. Um, go Padres. Go Padres. Fuck yeah. Go Padres. I can't wait to see you guys win a World Series this year. It's going to be great when you beat the Dodgers mm. in the second round. Mm. Will that feel like the series if you can beat them there? Uh, I would. For sure. <laughs> I mean, you'd want to continue, but that would be the yeah, best. Fuck yeah. That the, the Dodgers didn't win it and was because of the Padres would be a very, very nice consolation to not winning the World Series. Well, hells yeah. Uh, go buy Gunny Barrel coffee. Damn good coffee, damn good cause. And go and fuck with our socials if you have anything you want to send to us. Frank, what's the email they send it to? Bummerdude.media at gmail.com. Bummerdude.media at gmail.com. Am I going to talk to you before I can actually call you daddy or what do you think? Maybe, maybe uh, if we record early enough next week, uh, due date is in six days. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, love, thoughts, prayers, good vibrations, whatever you want to say to you and Jack, man. Thanks. And we'll see all you lovely listeners next week.